Hello everyone. Thank you for joining us at our First Methodist Church online campus. We're so glad that you're here today. Uh, if we haven't met or you haven't heard from me before, my name is Charlie and I have the privilege of being the campus pastor for First Methodist Amarillo campus. But again, I'm so glad that you're here today. I'm so glad that I get to be here today because our time together today is going to be a little bit different than normal. Normally, this time in our service is where we gather together and we examine God's Word and we, we have a little sermon time with one another, but we felt like we discerned that on this particular day, what we really needed to do is focus on healing and prayer. We wanted to take time to think about healing, to maybe look a little bit into God's word about healing, but to really actually take that truth and put it into practice and pray for healing for one another. And so I hope that you'll stay tuned and stay connected and participate in this healing and prayer service with us today. But as we get started, I do want to read a scripture for us today. If, if you've read through the book of James or you've been to a healing and prayer service before, you've probably heard this scripture before. This is James chapter 5, and I'm going to start in verse 13. It says this, Is anyone among you suffering? He should pray. Is anyone cheerful? He should sing praises. Is anyone among you sick? They should call for the elders of the church, and they are to pray over them, anointing them with oil in the name of the Lord. The prayer of faith will save the sick person, and the Lord will raise them up. If he has committed sin, he will be forgiven. Therefore, I'm continuing in verse 16. Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is very powerful in its effect. And so as we think about healing prayer, there's a few steps that are given to us there in, in the book of James. First, we have to realize I'm sick. I'm suffering. I need healing. And then we're supposed to take that realization to other trusted leaders in the church and confess to them that we need healing, that we need restoration. And then invite those leaders to, to anoint us with oil and pray for us. And what, what is often skipped over is that aspect of confession, that we need to really look inwardly and see, is there any sin, is there any barrier that I've put up that would prevent God from blessing me with healing to restoring me? Is there, is there something that I need to confess so that that healing can take place? But healing is a, is a complicated and sometimes, to be quite honest, disappointing thing to participate in. I wanted to share quickly one of my own testimonies, one of my own experiences with healing prayer. This past summer, I had the, the amazing opportunity to be the camp speaker for Camp Nova, which our church hosts every summer out at Cedar Canyon. And on one of the nights we were there, we wanted to intentionally invite campers and adult leaders to come forward and be anointed with oil and be prayed for, prayer specifically for healing. Well, I shared with the group that night that over my 40 years of life, I've been in, in two significant car wrecks where I was hit from behind. And so I, I consistently have neck pain. If I get real stressed or I, I get too active, I can get consistent pain uh, in my neck. And so I was planning to come forward and be prayed for. And I did. And I had a, a, our, our youth pastor, Hayden Hensley, at our, at our candy campus. He, he came and he anointed with oil and he prayed for me and he said, 
how does it feel? And I said, well, it feels a little bit better, but it still hurts. He got our lead pastor, Rick Enns, and him, Hayden, and Rick prayed for me. How's it feeling? Well, it hasn't really changed. So then Hayden, being so faithful and so persistent, he went and got more people. And so by the end of the service, I had, I think, upwards of 10 people anointing with me with oil and praying for me that my neck would be healed. And they would pray for me, and then they would stop and say, how do you feel? And I'd have to be honest and say, it still hurts. So, okay, so they would pray for me again. And then they'd say, how do you feel? And it, the pain would still be there. I'd have to be honest. And that last time they were praying for me, I remember saying to the Lord, Lord, if this is a problem with me, if this is about my faith, I want the faith. I want the faith that would allow me to be healed. I don't want my neck to hurt anymore. But after all of that prayer and after my prayer, uh, they said amen and Hayden looked me in the eyes and he said, Charlie, don't lie to me. <laughs> How does your neck feel? And I had to be real honest and say, it still hurts. And that was a tough thing to say. You have all these people praying for you. You're, you're following the steps. You're being anointed with oil. Men and women of faith are, are lifting you up in prayer. And, and I was praying, God, help me. If there's a barrier, let me know what it was. And, and I didn't get any sense of anything, but I also didn't get the healing that I was looking for. And in that moment, it, it was real easy. It can be real easy to, to turn negative and, and go to a place of discouragement. Well, God must not want to heal me or... I must not have been faithful enough for God to heal me or, you know, maybe God's mad at me. And so it really impacted me. That, that lack of instantaneous, miraculous healing really impacted me. Do I really have to spend some time thinking about it? And so a few things that I want to share. There's another scripture that really gave me a lot of comfort when it came to this idea of being prayed for and not receiving healing. And let me just say that. God, God's healing comes in many forms and fashions. Sometimes God's healing is miraculous and instantaneous. Sometimes God's healing comes through medical intervention, or sometimes it's just a slow process of healing, and it doesn't happen instantaneously, but it happens over maybe a few hours of prayer, a few, few weeks of, of faithful prayer. It, it doesn't always happen the same way. But for me, the pain was still there. It didn't go away. The rest of the week, it was still bothering me. And so I had to really dig deep and say, okay, what, what does scripture have to say for me who asked for healing prayer but didn't receive the healing that was prayed for? So I want to take you to 2 Corinthians chapter 12. And this is a, a, a moment in the Apostle Paul's life. Uh, the Apostle uh, Paul had a, a thorn in his flesh. Uh, we don't really know what that was. We know that three times he prayed and he asked the Lord to do away with that thorn, to go do away with whatever that bothersome thing was that was ongoing in his life. And so I want to go to 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 8. It says, concerning this, concerning that thorn in the flesh, I pled with the Lord three times that it would leave me. But he said to me, the Lord said to Paul, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is perfected in weakness. My grace is sufficient for you, for my power 
is perfected in weakness. As somebody who had 10, 12 people anointing me with oil and praying for me and me not receiving that healing, I found so much comfort in the words of Paul that it wasn't, I didn't receive this healing because God was mad at me. I didn't receive this healing because I had made some kind of mistake because I had really searched my heart and discerned if there was something, some kind of barrier there. So I still don't know why I didn't receive that healing. I still don't have a great answer for that. But where I have received comfort and I have received somewhat of an answer is that despite the lack of healing, God's grace is still sufficient for me. God's strength is still going to work through me. God's still going to empower me to be faithful to him and be a reflection of his love in this world despite this weakness that I have in my neck. And that in ways that I may never fully understand, he will be glorified through the weakness that, that I'm experiencing. And I will learn to depend more on his strength than my own. And so I just encourage you to really press into the Lord and really trust the Lord if, if you are aware of healing that you need or aware of healing that somebody that you care about needs. Because either way, if they receive healing, instantaneous, progressive healing, or medicinal or medical healing, God's going to receive the glory. Praise God. But if they don't, or if you don't, I find from 2 Corinthians 12, 8 and 9, that God's still going to work in me. And that he's going to work his strength through my weakness. And that gives me so much comfort. And so, again, as I said earlier, we're, we're focusing our time this week on healing prayer. And so I want to ask you, do you have healing that you're aware of that you need? Does somebody you know need healing? And we want to invite you to email us. Email us those requests. You can email those directly to me. It's charlie, C-H-A-R-L-I-E, at firstmethodist.church. We'll put that down in the comments. If you have a, a prayer request for healing for yourself or you want to stand in the gap and ask for healing for somebody you care about, email me those requests. I'm going to take all of those requests and share them with our prayer team so they can be prayed over and prayed for uh, this next week. And along with that, again, I know from personal experience, it's, it's, it's hard to step forward and say, I'm broken and I need healing. I, I'm, I'm broken and in a, in a, I'm vulnerable. Would you pray for me? Would you anoint me with oil? Would you ask the Lord to move and work? And so you've heard my testimony, but we have three other testimonies that we're going to be showing across all of our campuses. So we wanted to make those available to you as well. These are uh, first-person account testimonies from members of, of our various campuses. And so those will be in the comments as well. I encourage you to watch those. I hope they... They encourage you, they give you, uh, they, they strengthen your faith to really ask and, and trust the Lord for healing, whether that's, that's healing emotional, physical, mental, and whether that's instantaneous or it's progressive over a period of time, or if you just learn to trust that the Lord's strength will work through your weakness. Any of those, uh, I think God would be glorified and we can be comforted that he's moving and working in our lives. Along with that, I want to encourage you to, to continue to tune in to our online campus. Next week, after our, our time of healing and prayer, we're going to be beginning a new series that we're going to be calling Blur. It's going to be 
How, how do we respond to the temptation of hurry, of just constant go, 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 go uh, in, in our lives? And I think this is a perfectly timed series as we kind of ramp up for, for school starting, for our college students, our families beginning school again. It can get really hectic real quick. And so I hope you'll tune in for our series that we have here in a few weeks called Blur. Now, as we leave today, I want to, I want to leave you with one more scripture. This scripture is actually found in the Gospel of John, John chapter 5, verse 14. This story is a, a moment in Jesus' life where he had uh, healed a man at the pool of Bethesda, a man who had been disabled, scripture says, for 38 years. And Jesus miraculously and instantaneously healed him. And then we pick up in verse 14, it says, After this, Jesus found him, the man who he had healed. He found him in the temple and said to him, See, you are well. Do not sin anymore so that something worse doesn't happen to you. And I think this is a great way for us to, to close our, our conversation today. And for us to, as we think about healing, also be really honest with ourselves about what might be making us unwell. Sometimes it's just things that we're born with or like me, it's an accident that happened that injured me, but there are also things in our lives that we think, that we eat, that we drink, that can also make us unwell. There are things that we don't do, like exercise, get out in the sun, that can keep us from being well. So I think that's a part of what Jesus is warning this man who was healed is, yes, you're, you're healed, but also be aware that you don't go back to doing things that are going to put you back in a place of being unwell. And so today I want to encourage you to trust Jesus. Trust Jesus that he wants to heal you. He wants to strengthen you. He wants to walk with you uh, both in the, the hills and the valleys of life. And so again, I want to remind you, if you, if you need healing prayer, uh, you're a part of our church, you're one of our campuses, and so we want, to, we want to be praying for you and praying with you. And so please feel free to email me prayer requests that you might have for healing for yourself or for someone that, that you care about, and just know that uh, our campus prayer teams are going to be lifting those prayer requests up throughout this week. Well, I, I pray right now that you have a, a beautiful week, that you are uh, abundantly aware of God's presence in your life, that he's walking with you daily. God bless and Godspeed.